This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in to the Acadian Windows fans first take on WWL. Acadian Windows, the official window company of the Hoodat Nation. Seth Dunlap, Steve Court, and uh, we are energy drinked up. Yes, Christian, I still have that bet for the Magnum uh, energy drink here. I haven't forgotten about that. Uh, welcome on into the show. It's <laughs> <laughs> Saints Dolphins tonight. It's show four out of 23, final preseason game tonight. We've got a lot to talk about most of our show today leading up to countdown to kickoff at five. We'll be going over the Saints roster battles. Our Blue Runner Gumbo opinion poll online at WWL.com just going up in a little bit. Which position group are you watching the most closely tonight a wide receiver quarterback offensive line got a bunch of position groups up there for you to take a look at uh, we always start off with steve Quartz taking the game steve Quartz sitting across from me former and very longtime saints offensive lineman steve uh, what's your take today jets let's let's rewind it just a little okay. bit because i kind of have to go over some of that look i i watched that game intently and i can tell you that that was what i was hoping for i i saw uh, you know, the first team out there with Drew Brees, I'm not speaking offensively now, go out there and really, uh, you know, six plays and they were in the end zone, okay? And that's sort of what I wanted to see because that tells me that, okay, that that shows me that there's not a bunch of you know, pre-snap stuff. Um, we're all on the same page communication-wise. And then guys are executing, guys are blocking up guys, and it was one against one, okay, for the most part. Okay, so th- that part to me w- was good. And then uh, – you know, I was pleased to see Bridgewater and the things he did. Um, I, I think that he's obviously come a long way in some of the things that he's done. And then there becomes sort of this matchup thing where now you've got a whole bunch of guys out there that are really good football players, and where are they going to fit on the Saints roster? And that, that to me, is going to be sort of the trick. And I think a lot of guys are going to make or break themselves tonight, as it always is in that fourth game. You know, Taysom Hill, again, is another – is to me, is Tarzan – he just I like that. I heard that about, too. I heard that he too. He just about week. does uh, anything that he uh, uh, wants to do, and it's it's he's absolutely must watch TV. Yeah, <laughs> I cannot take my eyes off the guy when he's playing because of, of what something he's going to do. Um, he's shown a lot more accuracy to me, um, just because I think of his tutelage from obviously Peyton and, and then being, you look, you're going to be a better quarterback just standing behind Drew Brees and taking mental reps. Uh, being in the meeting room with him, watching uh, you know the film breakdown with him, uh, those types of things, you're going to be a better quarterback. But he's obviously shown that now, and, and I think that he is really sort of in that spot now to where, you know, again, I would I, I don't want to I don't want to say anything to, for fear of of jinxing anything, but but I feel good with him being in there, uh, and and obviously I also feel really good with him being in there as normal uh, the way we normally use him as a as sort of the uh, Swiss Army knife that we always do with all different things he can do. No doubt. And it's been obvious his progression, like you just said to me, Steve. Yeah. And 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 I think this time last year, I thought people were too premature to get excited about his play specifically at quarterback. Now I think everybody should be excited. Not that I'm willing to anoint him the heir apparent to no, Drew Brees, no, but I think look, the excitement should Seth, be there. Seth, he's made great strides yeah. quarterback-wise. Not 
Not not the uh, athlete wise. I, I don't know. He, th- that's always going to be there. Okay, he's a young, really obviously very very physically gifted guy who's stronger than anybody and faster than anybody and just you know able to leap tall buildings. You know, he, he's kind of unique in that in, in that kind of space. But but as far as the quarterbacking ability, what you would see him as a as a traditional quarterback from you know the the um, uh, fundamentals of the game, he's gotten much much better. You know, he has a much better grasp of of where his receivers are going to be on the field, uh, what hit, what the defense is, how to read those defenses, and what those defenses are, are going to give him. I think he's got a much better grasp on that uh, this year than he had last year. No doubt. That's Court's take as we get set for Saints-Dolphins tonight. And our Oakland Heart Rolex time is about 3 hours, 45 minutes before kickoff. And you can hear it right here on WWL with Zach Streif, Deuce McAllister, and, of course, our buddy, Steve Geller on the sidelines. By the way, Steve, and uh-huh. I was told I can promote this today. Uh, I asked, I asked the you know the people in the know. Uh, you will be introduced as the Saints legend of the game uh, out there at the Superdome <laughs> in just a few hours, man. It's pretty cool. Yeah, huh? look, that's. Um, they told me that Evan called me. Evan Myers called me up and uh, and said that, and I was really um, honored and and uh, you know immediately called my wife and said, hey, then we got. You know, this is going to be kind of neat. You know, they, they introduced me in the game and stuff like that. And then we get to see, you know, sit with, uh, you know, Mrs. Benson, you know, during the game in her box and stuff like that. So um, we're, we're excited about it. Yeah, oh, it's yeah, going to be man. fun. Yeah. I think I'm it's excited. super cool. Congrats, it's always, man. Seriously. Well, thank you very much. I'm, I'm always honored to, um, to have my accomplishments uh, uh, memorialized or, or however you want to say that honored. Um, and I'm completely humbled by it. Uh, pay attention to the loudspeaker. I'm going to give you. I don't think you know this yet, or I don't know if I've told you. I'm going to be doing PA with Mark Romig uh, in the you dome today. Me. Okay, yeah, I yeah. did tell you. So uh, uh-huh. I'll give you. A, I'll give you a big little introduction there. All right, because <laughs> I know I'll hear about it. I'll hear about it if I don't yeah, do you that. Better. So, <laughs> so yeah, Steve Court, legend of the game today. Uh, get your rears over to the Superdome, and you can check that out today. Again, Saints Dolphins seven o'clock just after it, the kickoff at the Mercedes Benz Superdome. We've got lots to come here on the pregame show, and remember, this is your show. So the phone lines are open for two hours. Hours at 504-260-1870. That's 504-260-1870. Text line is 870-870. Coming up next, your calls plus will go over Saints roster battles. First up, wide receiver, which seems to be the most difficult position to predict. We'll talk the rest of the offense running back offensive line a little bit later this hour. Steve Court, Seth Dunlap. It's the Acadian Windows fans first take on WWL. Welcome back to the show. Getting you set for the Saints' final preseason game. Saints-Dolphins at 7 o'clock tonight, just after it. You can hear it right here on WWL and the Saints Radio Network. We'll start breaking down Saints roster battles in just a second. But first, let's get to a couple of your phone calls. Kicking it off for us, Bill and Metairie. Bill, what's going on? Hey, uh, I have a, a two-part question. First one, if they only have two preseason games, would you have 31 penalties in an opening game? And then the, the second part, the second part is in practice. Do the coaches say, "Hey, that's passing appearance," or "That's holding," or do they just let them do what they have to do? In practice, do they correct them. Yeah, in practice they do. Yeah, oh, absolutely. There's times. I mean, uh, we're always out there, and they're uh, um, kind of going back and forth about, you know, hey, that was a hold, or you know, hey, that was, you know, you know. That's not that was no good, you know. That's not a touchdown. I mean, they 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 argue back and forth all the time. The offensive and the you know uh, 
staff and the defensive staff go back and forth all the time about that. I've seen uh, CJ get into it with pretty much everybody on the defensive staff. Right, well, look, the <laughs> offensive line coach used to get it all the time with the defensive yeah. line coach about, you know, I mean, I used to get on the defensive line coach all the time about stuff. You know, he'd say something, you know, the guy that I just beat. You know, that was good. I'm like, no, it wasn't. He wasn't the guy out there. You know, you can forget about that. That's pretty so, good stuff. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah, that happens all the time. And look, they correct it all the time. Look, it's also, look, it's, uh, it's preseason for the refs, too. They've got to get kind of in the swing of things as well. And look, it's easy to criticize the referees, you know, and, and we, it, we don't want to be that guy. You don't want to be the guy that blames everything on the refs. Okay. Um, Sometimes you get a, uh, you know, a group of guys that, for whatever combinations of reasons, are, are not as accurate as you think they should be. Uh, but by and large, when you look at the replays, especially if you're watching it at home, these guys are really good. I mean, they are skilled. They, they see stuff that is so, uh, you know, that bang-bang thing where you just, you know, a guy's catching it, he's got both feet in bounds, but it's just, you know, it's amazing that they, how they call how many times they do get it right. Well, they are world class at their jobs. Of course, I'm somebody who typically defends the referees, but after what happened in January, I don't know. I'm, I'm giving myself well, about a year hiatus well, look, on that there's one. There's a lot of things that <laughs> we could look back <laughs> and, and we'll see what's going on in the world today that, that you sort of take a second guess about. But yeah, that was. Um, look, I've never, like I've said this before to you, I have never seen a team as good as the Saints go as far as they have and have these two weirdest things happen in the world. I mean, one was a missed tackle and one was a blown no call. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's just the most absurd thing I've ever seen. We're going to be there again this year. I know we are. We're either going to be there against the Patriots or we're going to be there against the Chiefs. It's one of those two teams. Unless, look, knock on everything I got here in the studio, unless something weird happens again in January, which we don't want to happen. I don't know. It's been, Steve, it's been I'm almost, lo- it's almost like I'm expecting it. I, I know it, it's, it's, it's odd. And that's that at least in the back of the mind, it's got to be somewhere in that locker room. Yeah. It's gone longer than that. Like not to dwell on this, but the last five times the saints have been in the postseason, it's been weird. You had the beast uh, quake run uh, in Seattle. Then you had this Vernon Davis, Alex Smith's nonsense at the end of the game. Then you had uh, the, the rainstorm out of nowhere in Seattle where that was blowing sideways. You couldn't see three feet in front of you. And then you had the last two postseasons. I mean, I, I don't know a five stretch, uh, you know, five postseason stretch for any NFL team that's ended in more tragic well, ways than that. You know, it just goes to show you, it takes really, really weird stuff to be the Saints. I mean, think about it. I love I mean, that, that team, glass half I mean, full look, by the way. That's the way I am. I love look, it. Look, I'm just saying, look, this team is that good and that uh, functional through every aspect of it, whether it's kicking game. Um, offense is obviously just always just – and the defense has stepped up remarkably. And I think if they – show the signs of the things they're doing so far this year of, of sort of the ball hawking skills that they have at this point of, of creating the turnovers, man, I, and the coaching is impeccable. So look, I get, I get a chance to spend that time with those guys coaching with those guys out there. And I can tell you that is uh, a savvy group of guys. I mean, this is not, uh, <laughs> this is just not, uh, you know, yeah, he teaches gym and he coaches football too. These guys are unbelievable at what they do. Yeah. But let's go to Longshoreman online too. Longshoreman. What's up? Hey, Seth, uh, Steve, good to talk to you, man. How you guys doing today? Good, yourself. Great. What's up? Uh, oh, man, I, I, I'm kind of excited to get over to the Dome and watch uh, the first preseason game that I've been able to really uh, come to out of the two this year. But uh, I was, uh, uh, Steve, you couldn't have said it better. Uh, what I looked for last week in that Jets game was all I wanted to see was a good sustained drive. I would have. 
I would have liked to have seen just a couple of more plays, but hey, I'll take six plays and go in the end zone with Drew Brees and that and that starting uh, O line and Kamara and Thomas any day. That's that's what we wanted to see, and that was just a beautiful drive. But uh, as far as what I'm going to look for tonight, I'm a uh, am I saying a right a Zigbo a Zigmo? Yeah, yep, Divino Zigbo. Yep. I, I'm uh, I'm intrigued with him, and I love the way he runs, and I'm really pulling for him. I hope he can have a good, uh, just a, a a good game tonight, and don't most of all don't put the ball on the carpet. If you put the ball on the carpet, uh, you might be you might, Coach Payton will probably send you back. And... Yeah, long story. That's a pretty good point. <laughs> I mean, they're uh, first and foremost. If you've ever been around Sean Payton, you know that ball security is the number one thing that he's always concerned about offensively with guys that handle the football. So, um, you know, that being the point, look, it's um, anytime you turn that football over, um, and it's because of something uh, that you did, you know, as far as error wise of not protecting it. Um, yeah, you don't you don't want to be that guy. Steve Court, Seth Dunlap, Saints fans first take brought to you by Acadian Windows. Let's get into some of these roster battles that, frankly, I don't know how to project. They make us do these 53-man roster projections, and, of course, some of them were kind of spitballing. Let's start with wide receiver. That's the position that everybody wants to talk about, Steve. And I believe there are four guys that are locks now to make this roster. That, of course, is Michael Thomas, Ted Ginn Jr., Traquan Smith. And now it seems like Deontay Harris. I'm willing to throw him in there as a lock. And, yes, he also plays a little receiver along with returning. The question is, how do they add a couple of more guys, probably, as they typically don't go past six at that position group? Of course, there's a realm of possibility they do. But you have Emmanuel Butler, Austin Carr, Keith Kirkwood, little Jordan Humphrey, uh, Simi Cobbs, Cyril Grayson Jr. That's a load of talent there, Steve. Yeah, we've got a look. We've got a stockpile of wide receivers, and a lot of them, if not all of them, could play. And that's kind of a you know, I, you know, just at first blush, you you know that, you know, I think Ginn and and uh, and obviously Michael Smith and and I think Trey Quan is is in that mix uh, of the of the first kind of three there, and then I think that, you know, Emmanuel Butler has showed so much promise, you know, early on as to what was happening, you know, in camp about how good he was and the things he'll do. I don't know if he's going to be able to transition that at this juncture to the 53, but he certainly might be able to get a practice squad guy. But again, these guys are good enough, and people have seen them and they've heard about them on the other other teams. Look, the other teams are really smart. They're they're they've got the stethoscope to the the whole time, so I can tell you right now that there's not going to be anybody that we have good left that's going to be uh, that's going to skate. Wrapping up our discussion on the wide receiver battle on the Saints roster, then we'll get to the offensive line and running backs. I wonder, and I've been wondering for the last week and two days after Drew Brees made these comments, how exactly this might change the dynamic on, on roster cutdowns. Here's Drew Brees talking about, well, his one of his favorite receivers, apparently, Austin Carr. I think Austin has had a great camp. Um, he continues to get better um, each day. I, I, I'm, I'm really developing a lot of confidence in him. Um, there's a lot of little subtle things that he does well. You know, there's a timing and there's a feel to everything, right? It's, you know, where am I in the progression? When is the quarterback going to be ready to throw it to me? Um, how can I get separation? How can I get open? How can I be available for him? And Austin has a lot of that feel to him, which, which is, is good. It's, it's pretty instinctive. 
And let me ask it to you this way, Steve. Okay. If Drew Brees goes to Sean Payton, and I'm sure they have these conversations, says, man, like that. He just explains, I really like Austin. I have a lot of he's on confidence the team. in him. Is he he's on, on the team? Absolutely. That's what I think, too. I mean, look, he's on, he's on there. I mean, that, he trumps that. <laughs> you know, he really does. He basically says, look, I, this is the guy. I really have a lot of confidence in him, and I'm developing this relationship with him. And it, they're not going to get rid of him. I, I don't and think there's so. No way. There's this, no, there's, there's, it's not. Little Jordan Humphrey is a guy, you and I were talking about yeah. it off the air, it seems to be on the outside looking in. Yes, there's still one game to go, depending on what he does tonight. All well, those guys that will get snapped up instantly by Absolutely. 31 other teams, you'd think. Look, I, I, look I, I, as far as like evaluating wide receivers, I, I'm probably not as uh, I'm probably not as good at that as I am. Obviously, looking at defensive linemen and linebackers, and you know, obviously offensive linemen. But I can certainly tell you that every time that guy, he's a big-bodied guy, big hands guy. Uh, every time he gets it, his hands on the ball, he does something with it. He makes plays with it. You know, I think he, when he, he had a 32-yard touchdown he did? earlier in the year. But my whole point is, every time he does something, he does something with it. Now, again, I don't know where he fits in the mix, and I don't know what the mental aspect of it is or how much he's caught on to it. But he, he must be doing something right. And I just think that he is um, kind of a dynamic enough player that I don't think he's one of those guys that you can let skate. I think he, he – I think the second you put him on the waiver wire, he's going to be snapped up. Instantly. You know? And uh, – Look, Deontay Harris has done himself a world of good, you know, with, with his kick, kick ability. I think he pretty much sealed the deal on him being on the, you know, on the 53 uh, last week with the kick return. That, that kind of does it for you when you when you see that kind of stuff. And if he doesn't bobble any footballs, um, I, I certainly think that he's going to be in there. Now, that just leads me to think about Sheryls and what's going to happen with him. I mean, this guy has missed some time, and again, at the same time, I, I you know, do you take a guy that um, you know led the league last year? And now you've got a guy that is, uh, has come on strong in camp. Uh, you know, what do you do? How do you take that? And, and how do you uh, separate those two guys? You know, I, I don't I, – I'm glad I don't have to make that decision. I'm glad I don't either, although with that paycheck, put a few more zeros, I'd be happy to do it, I suppose. Well, I guess they, that's beyond my pay grade, but I guess if they wanted me, I could get real good at it real quick. <laughs> right, exactly. And I'd make a decision for you, I promise. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, here's a text from the 504. Do y'all think our local boy Cyril Grayson stands a chance to make the roster? I would say no, but I've been surprised many times well, before. Well, look, at this I, point. I, obviously he's, uh, he's just learning football. You know, I feel uh, I feel good for him from the standpoint of, how far he's come every practice that I've seen him, he's that much better than he was the practice before um, just by the reps and, and sort of being around it. So um, the fact that he's got the skills he has as far as his running ability and things like that, he may be a guy that they sneak through and put on a practice squad. Steve Court, you know. Seth Dunlap. It's the Acadian Windows fans' first take. And as Steve Court said, this guy probably showed up a roster spot. Let me tell you, I've done every single thing that – the playbook has to offer for a running back. I haven't been left out of certain situations. I haven't, you know, I've been out of the backfield, uh, you know, empty, doing all those things. So, um, and then as, you know, time get going, you know, going out there and, and, and proving I can go do those things on the field. Punts away, Deontay Harris fields this one at the 22. Makes the first miss, finds some space across the 35, the 40, the 50, just the punter to go. Off to the races, 
20, 15, 10, and Deontay Harris. I'll tell you what, it's looked over and over again like he was going to get one, and he finally does. I do not see any flags on the field. 78 yards and a touchdown on the punt return for Deontay Harris. That was last week. Yes, yeah, 78-yarder for Harris. I, I had a poll, Steve Court, who's alongside me here on the Acadian yeah. Windows fan first take uh, last week. Then I said, who's this breakout star at camp? I think three weeks ago it would have been De uh, Manuel Butler in a runaway. Well, it was Deontay Harris in a runaway when I posted that poll last week, and I agree with him. Well, I, I look, I understand what you're saying, and, that, and you know why? Because it's visual. You can see these big plays splash, and and, uh, and you say, wow, you know. And so you have to kind of look at the body of work that these guys have done. So I wouldn't. I still think Emmanuel Butler is playing a very difficult position, and the fact that he is um, – flash the way he has so far I don't know if you can take that away from him I think that okay you got to make you got to make plays in the game and certainly you know when you're a punt returner and you have the ability to do that that's that's the sort of the plays you want to make if you want to if you want to be on the club but there's all kind of different positions uh that you look across um you know um you know whether it's defense you know whether you look at somebody like uh um, um uh, CJ Gardner Johnson um you know, somebody that's come along like that, uh, Vince Beagle, you know, that plays, you know, the linebacker spot that is, you know, all he does is make plays. Caden Ellis, another one, all he does is make plays, both on special teams and, and you know, in, in defense. Um, those, to me, when you see that kind of stuff going on, or Porter Gustin, you know, the pressure on the outside, he, this guy's fun to watch. He just is a, a ball of energy that just um, is flying all around the place, you know, just wreaking havoc in, in backfields and, and whatnot, you know, and just hell-bent for leather. And, and I think that um, there's a lot of guys that you're looking at that you're saying could be certainly stars of the, of the camp. But I think you have to look at sort of the body of the work to make sure that um, you're giving everybody the right credit. All right, let's look at the body of the work on the offensive line because this is another position group where I have a real hard time making these cut down. So we got the five, <laughs> five starters that there, there's no doubt – um, those guys are going to make it uh, from left to right. Teron Armstead, Andrus Pete, uh, Eric McCoy, Larry Warford, Ryan Ramchek. Behind them, Cameron Tom seems like he's a lock. He can play everywhere. Yep. Then it gets a little, well, sketchy on exactly who he thinks is going to make the team. There's Will Clapp. There is Nick Easton, who got this $22.5 million contract. They could cut him, but at a, either a, a yeah. net loss or basically There's no Marcus gain on the Henry. salary cap. There's Marcus Henry. And uh, then you've got the tackles of Newhouse and uh, – um of uh, Kelly. Or, so tell me, or, Steve, how how, how or, this is going to work? I don't know. I, I don't know if they're going to keep nine. I don't know if they're going to keep eight. Typically, they keep eight, but I don't know what they're going to do. Um, we had, we, you know, we had this problem last year, and I remember talking about it, saying, "Man, I don't." I even told uh, Roush, I said, "Dan, I said you got you got a problem." He said, "What's that?" I said, "You got fifteen guys in the meeting room, and you've got five starters, and then you've got about five or six other starters." And I said. That's a problem. I said, it's a great problem. Um, and he kind of just shook his head and he said, yeah, I know. And look, when you go out and watch practice, there is no different really at all uh, on a lot of these players when you watch them. And that's what makes it really difficult. So not only is the, is the part of the, of the practice, like the one-on-one -on -one pass pro against, against uh, uh, you know, the teams that you, you practice against, like the Chargers and those types of games, that they make a difference. You know, that game tape and the reps that you get in those preseason games are going to be critical. And that's why these preseason games are critical. And I think that, you know, you look at, um, you know, them trying to lessen the, uh, the number of those games 
I don't know how they're going to do the evaluations correctly on, on players. And I think it's going to make for uh, – there's going to be a lot of guys they miss on because do, of that. Do you think that they've made a decision on that spot? Or are they going to use the film from this game to help make that decision? On the offensive line? Yes. I, I would say they're going to have to use this film. I, I mean, I really am. I, I don't know. Again, it's hard for me to say that because I, I, I don't I don't know the, the guys that you've got out there are playing are, are not going to be our starters. I would be surprised if uh, they even uh, suit up any of our five guys, you know. But the other the other guys that are going to be there that are supposed to take their spot, they're going against my you know Miami's second team or third team or guy hopeful guys. Um, it's going to have to. It's a combination of all those things, Seth, that, that you have to look at. You have to look at the game tape and and how they do it, but then. I don't know what I don't know what's going to happen. It, it's got me, uh, it's got me crazy. So I know that it's. I'm, I'm glad I don't have to make that decision again. I, that's uh, that's going to be tough. One thing we know: the Saints on their starting unit, their first team unit, have maybe the best book in tackles in the NFL. Teron Armstead talking about no his doubt. love of no uh, Ryan Ramchek as no we doubt. go to break. Uh, uh, Ramchek is my favorite player. I've said that he's a he's a he's a worker. He's a grinder. Uh, you never really hear him complain about anything. Uh, he, just, he goes out and does his job at an extremely high level. It's the Acadian Windows fans' first take on WWL. Acadian Windows, official window company of the Hoot at Nation. Seth Dunlap and Steve Court alongside. One more quick offensive roster battle question. The running back seems straightforward. Is it Dwayne Washington over Ozigbo as most people think, or could the rookies sneak in? I you know I think he could sneak in. I like I love the, his tough running style, you know, and he obviously is a young kid. He's got a lot of juice. He brings a lot of it. I think he's definitely a, a practice squad candidate. But hey, there I tell this all the time: running backs are like racing car tires. You have to change them all the time. You got to keep him close by because you know the way they get nicked. So uh, he's on the squad, either regardless if it's practice squad or, or the fifty-three. I think. Yeah, no doubt. And he's one of those guys I believe that could sneak through off waivers, or through waivers to the practice squad. Steve Court, Seth Dunlap. One more hour to go on the Acadian Windows fans first take. We'll go to defensive roster battles. Well, and... I want to talk about tight end a little bit too. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. That's a good one. That's yeah. a good one. Lots of guys there. Uh, Dan Arnold, uh, Garrett Griffin just went on IR a couple of days ago. In case you missed that. Right. Saints Dolphins coming up at seven o'clock tonight. Don't go anywhere. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.